This is the Students of Tarot podcast, a podcast dedicated to the belief that anyone can learn to read tarot. I believe that anyone can learn tarot, and I'm here to journey with you. forward to bringing you guest teachers and continue a conversation that dives deeper into how can we use tarot to optimize and enhance our lives. I believe that anyone can learn tarot and I'm here to help. gotten your first tarot deck and now you're ready. The first thing I like to do is to flip through the deck and get a feel for the imagery. This lets me know what style the artist used, what system of tarot they're using, and how much I immediately connect with the deck. The next thing I do with the deck is I carry it with me. I carry it in my home, in the car, to work, wherever I am with the kids. I always have a tarot deck, or almost always, try to always, have a tarot deck with me. And if a brand new deck is really resonating with me, then I carry that deck with me as the deck that I use everywhere. Now that you've broken your deck in, you've connected with it, you've bonded with it, it's time to start to learn tarot. There are a number of methods and many different suggestions on the best way to do this. I'll cover some that I've used, we'll hear from other teachers, and we'll find ways that work for us with the suggestions of our listeners. The modern tarot is our opportunity to usher in the new age of tarot. And one of the first ways that we do that is by redefining the rules. And so if you found a way to connect with your deck and you want to learn and the way that you are learning is not resonating with you, it's time to try a new style. So for me, I am very much a book learning person. I love to read books, devour them, reference them, go back to them. So for me, the first thing I did was start to read tarot books and I keep around four to six on hand to look up different meanings of different cards. Often, especially if I'm reading for myself, I want to be sure that I'm not misinterpreting a meaning. There is also the method of studying a card one per week. This is a way of diving into tarot that will certainly give you a comprehensive view of each card. It's not realistic though, in my opinion, for most modern tarot readers to spend a week on a card. Learning how to read tarot definitely takes more than a year and a half, but taking a year and a half before you even got into the cards isn't the fastest way, obviously, and also isn't going to give you a full picture of tarot. Simply memorizing the meaning of a card 
isn't going to connect you with your deck. In my opinion, the best way to do that is to understand enough about a meaning of a card that you can give yourself a personal association with it. One of the easiest cards to recognize what this might look like is with the Three of Swords. This is a card that very clearly indicates heartbreak. And I think it is probably the most widely understood card because we all know what that feels like. And so not very many readers are probably looking up what does the Three of Swords mean every time it comes up. But there are other cards that maybe you don't see very often, maybe the meaning isn't quite as clear, and you can start to associate your own meaning so that as you are reading for people, you're really able to hear the message, the story that the cards are giving and be able to relay that to the person that you're reading for. So as you're learning the meetings and you're making your own personal associations with the cards, you'll be learning spreads and different ways of approaching the deck. The most important thing is to remember that this is hundreds of years of information being presented to you in very small bits. Be gentle with yourself, be patient as you get more connected and aware of the cards, it will become easier and easier to retain the meanings. Let's talk about how tarot works. The shuffling of the cards and the laying of a spread is how we provide a tarot reading. A spread can consist of one to up to an infinite amount of cards. I think the biggest spread I've ever worked with was almost 60 cards, generally only for birthdays or yearlies would I pull a spread that big. One of my favorite ways to learn tarot was to pull a card or two or three a day. You can use a preset form, which I will include in the show notes, to keep track of those cards and to write their meanings down. You can use an app on your phone to pull a card and read the meaning there. You can pull a card and not track it. Simply look up the meaning and resonate with what that means for the day. Doing this in the morning and then carrying that energy with you through the day, considering what does that look like for your day? What would a day look like that started off with, for example, a three of swords? What would a day be like that started off with the fool opening your day and then pay attention, how does that manifest throughout the day? What does that energy look like in the physical? After you're comfortable reading for yourself and understanding the meaning of the cards, you may be tempted to start reading for other people. An important note about reading for other people, there is a responsibility in reading any sort of divination tool for anyone. A responsibility really in just being human. But to take it one step further, if you are going to present information to people, a couple of things are needed. Number one, you need to understand what you're doing. 
And if you don't, be sure to give the disclaimers that you are a student who is just learning. People are wildly accepting of knowing that you're learning and going with the flow as long as it is up front. The next thing to consider when reading for people is the implications of your own unhealed energy. If you're approaching the tarot from a position of having not done your work, the likelihood of you misreading a card based on your own projections is very likely. And many people receive tarot readings with a very open heart and you want to be sure that you're not giving them your shit that you are presenting them with the messages of the cards and not your own unacknowledged pain the card we will be discussing today is the fool this is the card that begins the tarot major arcana and it is the Fool's journey that we will follow as we explore the Major Arcana. The element that represents the Fool is air, and its planetary association is Uranus. Some keywords for the Fool are beginnings, innocence, clear conscience, naive, and in reverse, the Fool can represent vanity and foolishness, and a little bit of fearlessness that can lead to danger. When we look at the card, the fool is standing on what appears to be a cliff. And as the card is viewed in the traditional Rider-Waite-Smith deck, we don't know if that cliff is a thousand feet or if it's simply a step down to the path that the fool is continuing on. All we know is that the fool does seem to be at the beginning of a significant journey. And in the imagery, he's accompanied by a small white dog. And many people have many ideas about what this dog represents. And for me, it is a nod to the loyalty of our path, the divinity of our path, and how that can keep us on track. The Fool's Journey is a journey of growth and learning about the human experience. And the Fool has the freshness, the newness, and the innocence. The Fool is flashy and flamboyant. In the right away Smith deck, we see him as one of the most decoratively dressed characters. <clears throat> he does appear to be of royalty with a very regal air of someone very well taken care of that can support, that does support the fool as a childlike innocent character in tarot as the new babe out onto the world. And in Tarot, as we watch the Fool's journey, we see how the figure, the character, the archetype begins to grow and mature. And the lessons learned along the way prove that there was in fact danger on that first step. 
and also that the fool was in fact divinely guided and supported. The fool is a card that is welcomed in most readings. And for those who are hesitant, afraid, or uncertain around new beginnings, the foolishness of the fool is something we can all relate to. The feeling that we are naive to the information that we need to move forward. And the fool reminds us that we can step, that we are supported, and that new journeys are fun and exciting. We'll continue traveling with the fool on his journey through the Major Arcana and just find out how exciting life can really be. We are going to look at a workhorse of a spread and that is the three card spread. It is the most straightforward and accessible spread in my opinion. It allows a full look at a topic without a complicated spread that requires a book and notes and remembering meanings. It can be used in a number of ways, the most common of which is probably past, present, and future. The past card, the present card, and the future card laying out together is a full reading that you can spend quite some time on at a three-card past, present, and future reading, you see how the past and the future envelope the present, how they push against the present. And that energy allows you to read what the pres how the present energy is being influenced. A three-card spread can also be used to tell a story giving a beginning, a middle, and an end. And tarot as a storytelling tool is a powerful way to connect with the decks. A three-card spread can also give a general energy, allowing for enough cards to get your arms around and really take a strong meaning from without getting bogged down with an extended spread. Another favorite way to use a three-card spread is to read for the energy of the day. You can create your own format for this, or you can head to the show notes and download some of the worksheets. I love worksheets, so you can look forward to many worksheets being posted in the show notes. So for this episode, take a look at the three-card spread Download a copy, and my suggestion, my invitation is to use the same spread for a few days in a row, especially if you can do two weeks, three weeks, a significant amount of time. And if you need to print it, put it on your phone so that you can save an individual copy each day. You will be surprised at how much information you can retain in that time, as well as what kind of patterns you start to see develop. Three cards does not take a lot of time to lay or to read, and it allows you to really get a broad 
range of cards over the course of a few days that allows you to work with the meanings more in depth in a structured format that isn't overwhelming. My recommendation, my invitation for anyone learning tarot is to master the three card spread. It is at the base of nearly every spread. You will almost always find the three cards and there will often be a past, present, future element in many spreads. Get this one under your belt and you will be good to go. That's it friends. We've covered a bit. We've gone over some things. And the most important part is the first episode is done. Now that we've got that big significant thing out of the way that I was getting all in my head about, we can really start to dive into what we can learn from tarot and how I can help facilitate that learning and share the information I'm getting as well as start a conversation for the new reader and the experienced reader alike. The modern age of tarot is upon us and I believe that we have a choice in how we move as a collective on this and I would love to invite you to join the conversation. Come follow me on Instagram and Twitter at Air Musings and check out the show notes wherever this podcast was posted. Join me on the next episode where we will be talking about the magician and we will explore using nine card spread. We will also dive a bit deeper into some of the commonly accepted history of tarot and also touch base on some of the less commonly held beliefs about what tarot is and where it really came from. Thanks so much for joining me, friends. I look forward to continuing this learning journey with you.